Welcome to Words, Wobbles and Wisdom, an honest and fun body positive podcast by me, Anne-Marie Miles. Are you struggling with your weight? Do you wish that you didn't think about food so often? Are there days when you'd wrestle a toasted sandwich off an alligator? Well then, this might just be the podcast for you. I share my story, a lifelong battle with weight, food and mental health struggles. I share it alongside some of my writing on the subject and some of the wisdom I've gleaned from my life as a Christian. So join me for this week's episode of Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. Hello there and welcome to another episode with me, Anne-Marie Miles. It's time for Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. Lovely to have you back with me again this week. So as you can see, the title of this week's episode is Love Leftovers. And I'm still kind of on a little bit of a Valentine's Day buzz because I've been thinking a lot about love and the different types of way that I've seen uh, Valentine's Day expressed this year. This is the first year that I've seen Galentine's Day. I've never seen that before. And I thought that was really cool to see. Uh, I know some of my sisters and cousins got together on Monday evening for dinner and it was really lovely to see that. I know that Valentine's Day can be difficult for some people and you don't have to be single for it to be a difficult or frustrating day. I mean, Rich and I are 22 years married this year and we've had Valentine's Days where we have not felt in the slightest bit romantic. You know, there have been like difficult times for us where Valentine's Day just passed like another day of uh, strife, you know, and difficulty. So, I, you know, you don't have to be single to, to struggle on Valentine's Day. But, you know, conversely, you also don't have to be in a romantic relationship to enjoy it. And I've seen lots of single people on Monday enjoying Valentine's Day, sharing love, you know, with friends, with family, uh, sharing the love in a business sense. That sounds a bit dodgy, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't. I mean, businesses sharing offers. And <laughs> gosh, I probably should delete that bit. Different ways of, of sharing Valentine's love. And I just wonder, are you all loved up after Monday or are you all loved out? Do you love the Valentine's Day or is it just an abhorrence to you? I have to confess that... It was a lot more exciting when I was a teenager. I didn't get Valentine's cards very often. In fact, I think I can only remember one Valentine card that I got that I wasn't expecting, you know, that I wasn't going out with anybody. But I sent a lot of them, lots and lots and lots. And I loved sending them. I would often spend hours, you know, writing rhymes on cards. And in fact, actually, my dad had this old autograph book a brown leather autograph book. And there were lots of lovely little poems in it and funny little things that people had written, but there were Valentine's rhymes in it. And I I suddenly remembered that we've got a brothers and sisters WhatsApp group. There's eight of us, you know, eight siblings. So I put a message in the WhatsApp group, you know, does anybody remember any of the rhymes in dad's old autograph book? And one of my brothers said, I've got that book. So he got the book out, took a lot of photographs and Oh my goodness, I had such a, <laughs> such a trip down memory lane reading some of those old verses. So like I say, they weren't all Valentine verses. Some of them were just little funny rhymes. So I'm, I'm actually going to share a few with you because let me see. 
Make friends, keep the old, the new are silver, the old are gold. It was a cold and windy night and Billy Burke was blind. He backed into a barbed wire fence and scratched his never mind. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, these are amazing. Like this one is dated the 1st of March 1954. I wish you health. I wish you wealth. I wish you gold in store. I wish you heaven after death. Could I wish you more? Okay, so let me read some of the Valentine's rhymes. And I used to, like I say, and my brother put a message in the in the group saying, I used to borrow this to write my Valentine's cards. And I was the same. It was it was great. It was a great source of Valentine's rhymes. So my pen is bad. My ink is pale. My love for you will never fail. And actually, this is dated the 20th of August, 1951. Butter is butter. Cheese is cheese. What good is a kiss without a squeeze? Roses are red. Violets are blue. Onions are smelly and so are you. <laughs> That's dated the 5th of the 7th, 1954. This is amazing. Um, oh, this is one that my mam wrote to my dad. Dearest darling ducky, behind your ears are mucky. But never mind, because love is blind. Dearest darling ducky. <laughs> and I definitely wrote that on a few Valentine's cards over the years. Love is much. Love is mighty. Imagine your pyjamas next to my nightie. <laughs> don't get embarrassed. Don't get red. I mean on the clothesline and not in the bed. <laughs> the innocence, isn't it so cute? Oh my goodness, it's amazing. So it was a real trip down memory lane reading those rhymes from my dad's old autograph book. There was another on the uh, on the outside of the envelope. Um, you would write, postman, postman, do your duty. Get this to my, you know, insert relevant hair colour, you know, dark haired beauty or whatever. My favourite was always roses are red, violets are blue, Valentine's rhyme, but this one doesn't. That was my favourite. But I remember spending ages putting hearts on the outside of the envelope and I had a couple of disastrous, <laughs> disastrous incidents. There was one time where I... <laughs> I fancied a guy called Graham, right? And I didn't know how to spell his name. Now, Graham's older brother, Mark, was a good friend of my brother. And a couple of days before Valentine's Day, Mark was in our house. <laughs> and really kind of casually, like I'm about like 13, 14, dead casual, I whooped Mark and go, how many M's are in the name Graham? And Mark said, why are you asking me that? And I was like, oh, just curious. <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> and Mark said, because uh, he was such a mess, sir, uh, two. So I, you know, I kind of swanned out of the room again, trying to keep my composure. So I'm writing Graham's name with two M's at the end of it. And I'm going, this just doesn't look right. You know, it didn't look right with two M's at the end of it. So I put one of the M's in the middle because I didn't know where else to put it. So anyway, I sent the card. And a few days later, Mark is in the house again. And he says to me, oh, Graham Ham said thanks for the Valentine card. And I was like, oh, I didn't send it. I didn't send it. <laughs> so that was one. And then there was another, even more disastrous one, where I 
was determined I was not going to get caught out this time. It was a different bloke now. So I sent numerous cards to numerous people over the years. But there was um, there was one I was absolutely determined. I had a no fail plan. I was going to deliver this without being caught. So uh, I wanted to deliver it after dark, but I wasn't allowed out after dark. So I had this plan. I was allowed to go to the Valentine's disco in school. So it was my like my first or second year in secondary school. So I was 13, maybe. And I had this plan. I got my friends who I was allowed to walk home from the disco with. I got them to come with me. We kind of detoured to deliver this Valentine card. We giggled and shushed each other all the way up the road. And we got to the gate and it was an old metal gate with like a squeaky handle. So really slowly opening the gate. So it's about like 11 o'clock. I left the girls holding the gate so that it didn't squeak again as I was walking up the path. So I tiptoed up the path and the letterbox was on the bottom of the door. Now, who on earth designed letterboxes at the bottom of a door? I absolutely have no idea. Why was that a thing? Anyways, the letterbox is at the bottom of the door. So I'm down on my hunkers, you know, down on my hands and knees, lifting up the letterbox. And it was, I mean, our letterbox, you pushed it in, you know, but this was a, a fancy schmancy one that you pulled it out like I'd never seen one of these letterboxes before so very slowly pulling it out and I'm pushing the card in and I, I can't work out why the, there's there's a bit of resistance to me pushing the card in because I didn't there was a, there was actually it was kind of fur lined this um letterbox the inside of the letterbox um so anyway I'm pushing and pushing and I look kind of look at my friends and their thumbs up you know they're all excited and when I give the card the final push in there's there's a flap on the inside, which I had never known one of these letterboxes before. There's a flap on the inside and it came crashing down. So that noise made me kind of yelp and I let go of the outside thing that and that came crashing down, which made my friends kind of jump and yelp and they let go of the gate and the gate crashed closed and they just ran. So I'm on the ground, kind of frozen in, in shock. And my friends are gone. And my potential Valentine's parents then open the sitting room curtains, pull up the blind. And they're kind of standing in the window. And next of all, they shout to their son, there's somebody in the garden. <laughs> and next of all, you see the whole light comes on. I can see it through the door. That Well, do you know something? I was like Linford Christie. You should have seen me. I was down that path and out that gate like Usain Bolt. I've never moved as fast in my life and I was gone like a shot. But I had been seen. I had been recognised. <laughs> I didn't. I was I wasn't very good at the subtle Valentine card. You know, it, it was I was never really successful at the whole subtlety thing. <laughs> I just have such fond memories of that age just before the hormones were really hidden home. And it was such an innocent time. Oh, gosh, you know, your heart being in your throat thinking, did they open it? Did they read it? What did they think of it? Did they throw it in the bin? Did they wish they knew who it was? And most of the time they did because I was rubbish at being a secret Valentine. But I was a chubby teen. I wasn't one of the popular girls in that sense. I was I was probably a bit stupid and not very good at the whole subtlety thing. I was loud. People knew who I was because they knew my dad. My dad was the caretaker of our school. And I just, oh my goodness, I would cringe at the thought of somebody knowing that I liked them. But I wasn't very good at hiding that I liked them. And actually, there's a brilliant, if you like Victoria Wood such a fantastic comedian and such an amazing writer and 
songwriter. I mean, she some of her songs are hilarious. The, the most well-known is the ballad of Barry and Frida. I can't do it. I can't do it. But she wrote a song called Crush. And it's a song where this teenage girl is talking to the guy that she likes, trying to understand why he hasn't responded to the letter she sent. So she tells the story about seeing him on the bus and how he kind of stood on her bag by mistake and said sorry. And, and, you know, she was like, oh, it's cool. You know, it's all right. And how her friend thought it'd be a good idea to write him a letter. So she wrote a letter and she... And she talks about colouring the outside of the envelope and drawing a Snoopy. And draw- and I'm like, oh my goodness, I used to do that. Go on YouTube and you'll find Crush by Victoria Wood. It's such a great, it just, for me, sums up that teenage kind of angst of liking somebody. But being the chubby girl in school, being one of the non-popular, non-fanciable girls in school, it was really difficult. It was hard not to be liked in that way. When I look back at that, I think, oh, what a beautifully innocent time it was. And I wish it had stayed like that. Because when I moved into my later teens and being with boys became something that was a bit more attainable, <laughs> got more complicated. The, the closer you got to somebody and the, and the closer you allowed them to get to you. I was not good at holding back. I was so desirous of attention. I so wanted to be liked and to be accepted that I didn't, it's probably going to sound archaic to you, but I didn't keep myself, do you know what I mean? I didn't, uh, I didn't hold back. And the older I got, the less fun it was and the less exciting it was and the more stressful it was. You know, maybe you were a popular girl and you never had those issues. And when you had to fight for every piece of attention because you were chubby and pudgy and people slagged you and it was hard. So... Uh, What I did was, whatever it took, as I got older into my later teens, whatever it took to get a guy to go out with me, whatever it took to get somebody to be with me or to be willing to acknowledge that they were going out with me, then I would just do whatever needed to be done. I would do it because I wanted to be accepted and I wanted to be loved. And if I could go back, if I could go back and change that, oh my goodness, I would. I would change that and not do that. I have no moral judgment on whatever people decide to do with their intimate life in their teenage years. That's fine. I know what I wish I had done and I'm not making a comment on anybody who's having a free and full teenage life. It's not my place to do that. All I know is that now I'm nearly 50. I've been married for 22 years to a man who adores me and I still regret being so needy and so willing (laughs) to accommodate blokes when I was in my late teens and in my 20s and stuff and have my heart broken and be mortified and actually I I was looking at um, some Valentine posts from counsellors and again and again and again I saw the same thing where a huge thing that they deal with is the aftermath of casual sex and how casual sex is not casual that there really isn't casual and the amount of people who are really emotionally broken after a one night stand. And again, I'm not making a, a judgment on one night stands. All I'll say is just be careful. Make sure you're absolutely sure and wait. Somebody was to ask me, will I wait or will I not wait? I would always say wait.
wait, wait, wait. All I know is that as a as a big girl who wanted a bloke to ask her out, who wanted to have a boyfriend, who wanted to have what all the good looking girls in the school had, I made some huge, huge, huge mistakes. And I thank God that he has given me a life that I love, a man that I love. And I know how blessed I am and I know there are many. But still, there are times when I wish I could just take that innocent card writing stage and then jump past the nonsense straight into the marriage. Then, I mean, all of our experiences, they make us who we are, don't they? All of our experiences and all of the things that we try and all of the mistakes that we make, they make us who we are. It's part of who I am. It's part of why I am who I am. And what I will say to you is that if you had a bad Valentine's Day and if you struggled on Valentine's Day, it would be remiss of me if I didn't say what I believe is the greatest love in the whole of the universe, which is the love of God. And the Bible talks about God's love all the way through it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that none should perish, but all should have eternal life. So if you think you are not loved, it would be remiss of me not to tell you that God loves you. And you should investigate that love because it is, as Whitney used to say, it is the greatest love of all. Well, we just have one more thing to do today, Frankie. What is that about? What is that about, indeed? So my bugbear today is Facebook or Meta, as they like to call themselves. They keep changing things. I use Facebook pages and I don't just use them for myself. I help other people with their social media and they keep changing things. It's driving me absolutely mad. I, I went in, I was I was doing a workshop last Saturday and I went in to Facebook business suite and I was demonstrating how you would find how many likes you're page it had, how many people had seen certain posts. You know, you can really go into the analytics and look at were they men or women, were they far or near, what time of the day is the best time to post, all of that stuff. You can't do it on your personal profile, but you can do it on the pages. So I clicked in and said, right, you so you go in here and if you just click in here you'll find the uh oh what was that? Was that? Someone? What's that? Oh, sorry. Um, no, uh, it's not. Um, no, I think you have to click. Uh, so it looked like a complete dingbat trying to show them where everything was and trying to find where it was while I was showing them where it was because they keep moving things. And I was doing some training and the guy was training us in recent updates in ads. And he was saying that it's all going to change again. And he was like, well, this will all change. Even what we what we showed you today, this will be all different in a few weeks. And then in a few weeks again, it might be all different again because they'll test and they'll trial. And this guy who was doing the training, I can't afford to do his full course. It's just way out of my league. I only was able to do the workshop because somebody gave me a gift to do it. But I, oh, Facebook, don't forget the little guy, you know. I think we're being left behind, those of us who want to run pages. And, you know, I'm thinking of like pages for church, pages for charities, pages for small groups where if we buy an ad, it's only going to be a few quid every so often. And it's built for bigger businesses and much wider reach than some of the small guys need. But I really feel that Facebook are just leaving us behind. And that's my gripe today. (laughs) 
Facebook. You're annoying me, Facebook. Or Meta, as you prefer to be called now. Metaverse. Schmetaverse. Anyway, thank you so much. So, so glad to have you with me this week. Thank you so much for those of you who've got in touch with me, for those of you who've bought me coffee, for those of you who signed up to the mailing list. You're all so smasheroony. If you want to contact me or you want any info or you want to join the mailing list or buy me a coffee, you'll find all the buttons to press at annemariemiles.co. UK or ammo writing on social media. Thank you. I will see you and you will hear me next week. Goodbye.